This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcast. You like that, didn't you? How am I sleeping? How am I sleeping at night to get in that state? That's a build-up, though, isn't it? You've got a nice chin to hold. It's a really... It's pointy. Good. Yeah, it's very pointy. There's a lot of purchase there. We should have recorded that. You've just missed me. Hi, podcast listeners. You've just missed me clicking Catherine Boyle's neck. And what a good click it was. She had a stiff one. And then I clicked her neck. And no, now I don't. Yeah, no, no one, no one's stiff anymore. So that's great news, guys. Kelly, are you stiff? Do you have you got a stiff one? Mm, yes. Do you want me to? Uh, no. Okay, we're making it. We're doing innuendo. Du blanton, du blanton. It's funny. It's a British. It's a British thing, but there's no British word for innuendo or du blanton. Smut. Smut. We're doing smut. Welcome to the podcast. You want smut? You come to the right place. This show's got its knockers. And I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> but we uh, carry on. Hello, back now into the script. Hello and welcome into this week's podcast. Pop your feet up, take a giant sip of this beautifully brewed free download. Who writes this rubbish? Me, thank Oh, you. nice one, mate. Mm. I'm dedicating this podcast to, well, anyone who's listening to it right now. If you're listening to it later, then sorry, this one isn't for you. <laughs> and if you're not listening at all, then eat dirt. But for all those people listening now... This is for you. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch. China Clipper calling Alameda. Self defense. Never mind the furthermore. Never mind the furthermore. The plea is self defense. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are. It is of my opinion that it is of my people that the timid. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is my opinion that the people are intending. It is my David's in Cyprus. Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. That was weird. I felt like I was getting some kind of brainwashing then. What? What? What do you mean? It was just the news with Simon. Well, that was that was very strange, and maybe I was getting some kind of brainwashing. Just, yeah, anyway. just, just the news with Simon Oxley. No brainwashing going on there, fella. Away you go. Kill the president. Uh, huh? Yeah. Uh, what? Kill the president. Anyway, yes, David. Um, I feel like I know you an apology. Probably. Go on. What have you done? <laughs> well, I called in a couple of weeks ago. I was on your podcast-only listener oh, feature. Oh, yeah, we had a little feature, podcast-only listeners call in. David called in. If I remember correctly, David, you, you, you sucked the life out of the show. Absolutely, that yeah. Was you, yeah. yeah. That was you. I was put on the spot and I, I didn't know what to say. And what I did come up with was complete and utter rubbish. Yeah. So, so have you, how are you going to rectify that situation? Well, you know, I wasn't actually expecting to be put back on again. Well, hang on a minute. You were put on the spot before and you weren't prepared for it. That means you should always be prepared that the next time you'll be put on the spot again. So, what what question... This is in the podcast now. 
What question right. would you like to ask the podcast listeners so that they can call in next week or whenever they hear the podcast with an answer? I would ask, why? Why are you a podcast-only listener? Why don't you listen to the show? David, excellent oh. question. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 If you're a podcast listener, answer that question. What was the question again? Why? Why? Why, why? are you a podcast listener? Why oh. are you not only? Why are you not listening to the show live? Why? You don't write bits for Catherine in the script, is that...? I don't write bits. I just write them all for you, for whoever wants to say them. Well, I want to say it's my, it, my podcast. I want to say them. I'm not bothered. I'm off the clock now. Well, you should put, show a bit of willing. A what? Should I show a bit of willing? Seen it. Smut. What? Hmm? Smutty innuendo. It's like a carry-on film. You can't arrest me for it, although you probably can one day. We're compiling a file. Are you a new podcaster? If you are, then don't let this next clip put you off. Cue clip. Electric slide. I can half do that. Why? You've you, you got a nice pair, me. Kelly. Thank you. But why did you uh, wash your pair? I like to have a clean pair. Do you like your pair... Um, dripping or... Oh, right, OK. Listen. It's a fr- I, like, I, like, I like a juicy pear. Yeah, OK. Mm. She's washed her pear. You've got to wash your fruit because you don't know what's gone on in I the I don't buy this washing people, fruit. People pour it. You don't it. have to pay for it. You just oh. wash it. I never... I never wash a carrot. I never, I never shave a carrot. People shave carrots, don't they? Yes. Why? In the mouth, crunch, chew, beautiful. Bit of dirt, lovely. Although I had a dream last night, I ate a very dirty fruit... It was all muddy. And I had mud taste in my mouth. Why didn't mouth. you stop after the first bite of mud? Well, it was a dream. Oh. I did. I had muddy mouth. But normally, I, I will pull a carrot out of the ground, no, I'll give won't. it a, a bash on the leg, <laughs> wallop, and I will stick that bad boy in my mouth and I will chomp on it. So be warned. <laughs> yeah, you know, anyone you, who was thinking of uh, inviting mm, into their allotment. You know people that say um, that tomatoes are fruits? Yeah. They're idiots. They're not real. They're a vegetable. No. I mean, I know that, you yeah. know, legally they're a fruit, but yeah. they're a vegetable. Yeah, because they've got the seed inside. Yeah, but you'd have them in a salad. Mm-hmm. You'd never have a fruit in a salad unless you had an orange in a salad. And in that case, oh, you're a loser. you're wrong. Yeah, I did have the orange when I went to the Lake District, but they are apparently posh there. What's an avocado? Delicious. Pear. That's what it is. It's an avocado pear. And is that a fruit? Fruit. So you would have that in a salad? I mean, I mean, the avocado is one of God's mysteries, isn't it, really? No-one knows exactly what it is. Like the Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Exactly. It's, uh, it's soft, it's great with mayonnaise. Creamy. Creamy! But no-one knows exactly what it is. There, are some, there is one school of thought that it, it could be a meat. It could be a long-extinct <laughs> meat. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know why... He is a plum. Sorry? Hmm? Never did too well at school, but I learned all I need to know. Like how to change a tyre and clean myself from head to toe. But some knowledge has eluded me, and one puzzle still remains. What on earth is the mystery of Abbas Langley Fire Brigade? Did all the helmets go missing one day, or did
Kelly, I should say, I don't know if people know this, that you produce the podcast. Mm. You actually do, though. Yeah. People think you're kind of like the ditzy one that's um, here to make the cough. I think you're the ditzy one that's here to make the cough. Mm. But Catherine was telling me you actually produce this podcast and put it yeah, all together. Yeah, no, I do some stuff. Okay. Just, just try and play it down a little bit. Don't, don't get too big for your boots. Sorry, mate. Again, it's just a little bit arrogant to show off about oh, it. What? Okay, tiny um, boots. She's got tiny, tiny boots. boots. Sorry. We talk about anything on the show. Coming up, you'll hear us talking about Dutch ovens. <laughs> we did. But for now, though, it's strip clubs. I don't think anyone does that whistle anymore, do they? I do. Sexy there. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Strip clubs. Yes. Strip clubs. I've been yes. to one once, twice. I went to one in Hong Kong, Japan. Japan. Don't know, I was very, very drunk. And I was terrified I'd get recognised in there. This was years ago. I was terrified I'd get recognised in there. Um, was that before everyone started going to strip clubs? Yeah, sure, why not? You know, like and Simon I went Cowell. In, I went in and some woman Simon came up to me. She went, you're off, you're off the telly, aren't you? I said, oh, Fledberg. She went, you're the bloke from the far show. I said, yes, I am. Which one? Don't, don't matter. Don't matter. Um, but uh, what... Then did you behave terribly as a result of having that? Well, I mean, I, I gave employment to some young women. OK. I don't... I don't uh, this was years ago. This, was, this would have been... Um, was it Hong Kong or Japan? Either way, it was about 13 years ago. I... I, I I enjoyed it on the physical level. Spiritually and mentally, though, it left me a wreck. It did. I found it. I found it. it sorry. I don't know why you're laughing at that. It left me. It left me a wreck. It, it, sorry. I was wrecked. Yeah. Why is she laughing? I can girls? imagine that would be quite hollow. I don't know. Shallow. I, it was shallow. Shallow is exactly the word. I've, yeah. I've been. I've been twice. I think. Let's and go and watch someone's daughters take their clothes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, it, well, it wasn't... It Rhythmically. Was, it was pleasant, as I say, on the physical It's a realm. weird thing to do, isn't it? It's a weird thing to do. Who decided that was a thing? What's weird as well is when they're doing it... They're dancing. And they're just having a chat. <laughs> it wasn't quite this. I, I went to one in Brighton, I think, again, years ago. This, this would have been about 15 years ago. And it wasn't quite this, but it was like... You've been to the pavilion? <laughs> Did you see Stenders yesterday? <laughs> it's that, you know. And um, it really... It, and I, and I, do, I, I, I don't know if I disapprove of them, but I certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't go to one again. I couldn't go to one again. No. I got thrown out of one. Well, you weren't an official dancer, but you jumped up on stage. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did you get thrown out of one? I'm still not sure. I think I know. Uh, <laughs> no touching allowed. Yeah. Is it because they thought you were a nine-year-old girl? Probably. I can see you in the reflection. I know. See what you're doing. <laughs> uh, we could talk about strip clubs. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. I've been, tw- I've been twice, twice. and uh, I, I, it really. I, at the time, I thought I enjoyed it. Looking back, I didn't. So it left me a wreck. I was finished. I've seen a stripper once. It looked like Lovejoy. <laughs> he so did the one I saw. <laughs> he jumped on the table. And we were all saying, no, no. And we weren't being girly and squeamish. We were actually saying, no. We're... Did he? And he, um, he sort of... 
Bearing in mind, you know, and breakfast. He, well, he... You've done the parting motion there. I don't know. Parting <laughs> of the did. ocean. He kept his thong on due to, due to popular demand. Good. But he might as well not have, if you know what I mean. Well, anyway, the reason we're talking about this is Very not... Very messy. Oh, God. Hope you're enjoying the podcast, guys. Strip club exploited me, says man who blew £7,500. Stag party reveller accuses Spearmint Rhino. It's true. After he spends a third of his salary in one night. Wow. What? A stag party member has accused a lap dancing cl- club of grossly exploiting him. Mm, of on. grossly exploiting him. Who, who was the one with the top off? After he's probably him as well. After he spent a third of his annual salary in one night. The unnamed man from uh, Northern Ireland spent £7,500. He claims staff took advantage of his intoxicated state and helped him empty three credit cards. Yeah. Well, that's, that's their job. That's of course they did. That's what they do. He said he was already inebriated when he visited the club as part of a stag do. He said to have ended up alone in a booth, he wasn't alone, and been plied with alcohol until he was so... What happened was, his wife found out. His wife found... Oh, Terry, what the hell are you doing with all the money? I don't know. I don't know what I've done. I didn't mean to go and it got me drunk. Ah, Terry, what you going to do about it? I didn't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Spearmint Rhino to court and we will have our day in court. Oh, blimey, pals. My, wa- my wife has found our receipts and I've got to take the Spearmint Rhino to court. I don't stand a chance of winning this one, do I, boys? Gosh, it's like you were there. He writes, I fully acknowledge... He didn't write that. I can... I full tar. I fully acknowledge I was foolish to enter the club drunk and in possession of several credit cards. But I've never been in... Sim- I've been in similar situations before. Oh, right. There we go. And never experienced anything remotely approaching this or involving such a life-changing sum of money. Yeah. He's done it before. Yeah, he's done it before. His wife found out. That's what happened. They got yeah. busted. Busted. Well, hopefully he kept the receipts. <laughs> well, he did. That's the part of the story, mate. Yeah. You can't get a, you can't get a refund on that. No. You once, listen, once you've made a deposit, you can't get it back. Play a song, for heaven's sake. <laughs> hey, I'm a celebrity starts this week, I think. Yes. Guess With who was offered? Vicky Michelle. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, René. Guess who was offered? I'm a celebrity last week. Uh, Brian Connolly. <clears throat> no. Um, Freddie Stars. No. Bruce Forsyth. No. Uh, they asked me to do it last week. They, they asked me to do it last week. Sue Barker. No. What? Hang, they asked you to do... I'm a celebrity last but week. you're not. What? Sorry? Hmm? I'm not doing it, yeah. Yeah, I thought you had... I thought people... Where's this sentence going? It's finished. Good. That's right. You just heard that I turned down I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. It's not a big deal. I've rarely mentioned it. Next page. But I did. I turned it down. Right, see what you're doing here. You're making a joke at my expense. Hmm? Right now, I'm here, not there, on I'm a Celeb, where I could have made tens of thousands of pounds. And eaten a kangaroo's bottom. Again. I'd like to dedicate this part of the podcast to Chris Packham, star of Packham Inn. Cracking pictures here of... Van's Madness on the M5. Oh, is this the one where they were passing a cup between them or something? Why don't you just do my story? Tell me it. Tell well, me you've it. you've just done it. Tell me what happened. Why did they do that? Tell me it. 
Tell me the story. Go. But you've just done the story. So what happened? Well, they you... had a crash, didn't they? No, they didn't have a crash. Okay, so I didn't know the story. Tell me the story. Go on. Two vans narrowly avoid a pile-up as a drink is passed between them at 60 miles an hour. Wallies. You, Wally, you ruined my story. Oh, this is right. This is this is beef we have. We should lay, lay this bare. Get your, lay your beef bare. This is the beef he has, right? That I look online at the newspapers before I go to bed and he doesn't do any work. So when he says, oh, have you seen this? I'll say, oh, yeah, and uh, I know this as well. And it annoys him that he doesn't get to surprise me. The fact that it's not his story, he what, didn't do the research on it in the what, first place. Tell you what, let's, go to a, let's, go, let's go to an indie adjudicator, an independent adjudicator. <laughs> Kelly Betts. Good morning. Uh, who stole whose story just then and ruined their thunder? Um, I wasn't listening. Oh. But I'm sure... Yes. Ian. Yes. You win. Thank you very much indeed. No, I was helping you with Independent it. Independent adjudicator. I was helping you with it. Hey, do you remember that... Um, have you finished with that now? Paramedics, it's a wind-up. This doesn't make sense. The headline doesn't make sense of the story. Well, it, sh- it should be, it's a wind-up, but you pronounce it, it's a wind-up. Paramedics dashed to a 999 alert, only to find the caller had trapped wind. Sorry? Where had you trapped it? It was um, in Stratford, East London. Now, I'm a celeb starts this week. Yes. Seriously, this is genuine, OK? I got the call last week asking if I wanted to go on I'm a Celeb. Mm. As an um, insect? No, mate, as a celeb. They've already done Marlon, haven't they? He has been on it. <clears throat> I think Ralph Little has been yeah. on it. No, he's not been on it. He's too expensive. They asked me to go on it and I said no. I turned down I'm a Celeb. Dear listener, 08459 455 555, what have you turned down? That's how you make great radio. Why did you turn it down? Um, For several reasons. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you want to know them? The first being? First being it was this week and I'd have had to have taken the time off. But don't you get paid a lot? You do get paid a lot of money. I mean, yes, you do get paid a lot of money. Um, I, I didn't fancy it. I've got a job. If I didn't have a job, I'd do it. Yeah. If I didn't have a job and hadn't had a job for a long time and I was struggling to feed both children, I'd do it. But I can feed both children at the moment, so... Packham's in the papers banging on about the celeb, isn't Packham's he? in the papers saying that because it's... Packham in. Packham's he's, in. He's... I bet they say that when he comes into the pub. Packham's in. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, Packham in. Yeah, but not close enough for it to make any sense. So could you stop saying it, please? Sorry, Chris. I don't even know who you are. Yes, they do. Everyone watches it. No, he said... Chris Packham is saying that to the fellow that oh, right, originally okay. said Packham's in. Right, yeah. Should, do you want to know the Packham story? I've just told you it. Packham, Packham goes to the pub. A random bloke that he doesn't know says, hey, Packham's in. What? Packham's in? What are you saying that for? You're Chris Packham, yeah? Packham's in is not an accepted saying. It's like Packham in. Even that's a bit... Sorry. And the pub's called Packham's in. No, it's not. Oh. No, but it could be. This, this... They could be sitting in the Packham's in... Packham comes in, they say, Packham's in. No, mate, it's, it's the and dog they and say, hounds. Why, why are you naming the pub? Chris, like, Chris Packham Packham's does not own in. a pub. He's a panda killer. Um, that's not what I've got on my piece of paper here, anyway. Kath. Um, interesting. Kathy. Mama Betts. Mama Boyle. Mm-hmm. That's a different lady. Mama Boyle. Kathy, what's your story, Kathy? No. What Boyle. you got for us? No. Mama Boyle? No. Well, Z? K-Dog? Oh. KKK? No. They're in the papers. 
The KKK, the Ku Klux Klan are in the papers. They've invited black people to join. Oh, that's all right then. Mama Boyle, what you got? No. Is it? Is it? No. Is it? No. What you got? <clears throat> is this a story about Packham walking into the pub? So Chris Packham goes into his pub, which we think is called the uh, the, the Packham's Inn. The Dog no, and Hounds. It's not that one at all. It's this one. Okay. <laughs> BBC Three Counties Radio. Packham's Inn. So Chris and Chris Chris Packham. I don't even know who you are. Sorry, mate. I just thought I feel like I know you because I've seen you on the on well, the telly. Yeah. Okay. So Chris Packham. Off. So I turned down. Yeah. I'm a celebrity. celebrity. I just want you to know how cool I am, which guys. Which made me think of Chris Packham and this story in the paper. Okay. About Chris Packham. Yeah. Packham's and I'm in. a celebrity. Isn't, he should get a t. Oh. He should get a TV series. Oh no. What's, what's he going to call it? The Packham's in. No. Just Packham's in. I've it's not one. set in a pub. Packham and Stackham. He needs a partner called Stackham. That's when he um, starts making adult movies. <laughs> when things go a little... When things fall Stop. on their backside. Right. That's, that's the title of that's, his first movie. Anyway, that's not the story in my paper. Welcome, welcome to Packham's Inn. Tonight, I've got in my luxury flat, I have got a panda. I'm going to be wrestling a panda. And uh, also, we'll be talking to uh, Brian Conley about uh, life after Al Jolson. All of that and more coming up on Packham's Inn... Tonight at 10.30 on ITV Go. He sounded like Jonathan Ross. He does a bit, yeah. No, you did. Yeah, I know. I was doing an impression of, of uh, Packham from With Packham's With less Inn. than a week to go until the new <laughs> series of I'm Have a Celebrity. Have you seen it? It's good. Get Sounds me out brilliant. of here. Did you, see the one where, did you see the one where he wrestled a panda? I love the one with Billy Connolly. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one. It's on tonight. I like the one where he had Billy Ocean on. Yeah. So, Billy, tell me, before we go and uh, um, uh, strangle an emu, have you still got it? I think so. Let's go and strangle an emu. All right. It's actually a really good show because other people get to wrestle animals. Yeah, it's not just him. It's not just him. Oh. Is that... That's the start of Packham's Inn. Scotland, do you want more Packham's Inn? Oh, okay. we're not very popular in Scotland. Never mind. Luckily, I'm going to um, um, punch an eagle in the face. Don't worry, it's had its wings clipped, it can't hurt me. Right, this is entirely not what he's saying. <laughs> Chris Packham wants everyone to stop messing about with animals and I'm the celebrity, because he likes animals, OK? He doesn't want people... I'll do the story, Catherine, I'll do it justice. That <laughs> <laughs> made me really laugh. Because it's true. He doesn't want um, people to... He doesn't want live rats involved. He doesn't want people to eat um, uh, elephant's penis. He doesn't want people to... to... <laughs> Any of the degrading. What's things. his beef with snakes then? If you're so clever, what's his beef with the snakes? What's his beef mm. with snakes? He says it's not a fair fight because they wire their jaws up. Did you hear the story about Patham? Go on. Oh, for heaven's sake! The thing is with you podcasters is you're only really part-time fans. You're, you're, you're plastic fans aren't you? You're not putting in that much effort. Some people, and like some elderly people, they put in loads of effort. They like listen every single day for three hours. And some of these people can barely know, you know, how to turn on a radio, yet they still work through that. Some of the people that listen for three hours, they hate the show. And they constantly tell me, they phone up you, Catherine, don't they, and say they hate the show. Yeah, and then they put the phone down. And they phone up you, Kelly, and say they hate the show, mm. but they like you. And they keep talking to you. You, podcaster, what do you 
do? You sit at your computer, your supercomputer, or even your phone I discovered the other day you can do this on. You download a podcast and you listen to, what, 45 minutes, an hour tops a week? Well, screw you, losers. What's it going to do with you anyway, what I get up to on the radio show? Well, this bit is from Tuesday around 7.30. I've got no idea what's in it. It might be great, it might be rubbish, but whatever it is, you're going to sit there and take it, Okay, You're going to get the rough with the smooth, like the hardcore listeners do, Okay, You're going to get the hard with the soft. You're going to get the good with the bad. You're going to get the brown with the beige. You're... Stop doing that, so you carrying on. I was doing it for emphasis. Oh. Oh, go on. You're going to get this, this bit. Dear David Blunkett, we weren't interested in you when you uh, had a little bit of power. We weren't interested in you when you copped off with that woman who was obviously a lot fitter than you. We're not interested in you now. What are we not interested in? Oh, he's such a cheese. <laughs> How do you justify that? It's the world's longest-running soap opera and a national institution, and I flipping love it, right? Yet celebrity fans of The Archers on BBC Radio 4 have said they fear for its future and complain it's changing beyond all recognition. Oh, no. It's always done that. Is this because it's got a couple of gay fellas in it? Is, is that, that what it is? I don't know. Has it, though? Yeah, it has got a couple of gay Good. fellas. But they, but they, ha- they did it really ham-fistedly. Oh, no. When they were... <laughs> but they do... I mean, it is a little bit like that, isn't it? There's a lot of heavy <laughs> breathing when they need me. Everyone's always... Well, I've just come uh, from the field, Kath, and... Uh, I've got to say, um, those cows really are looking big. Oh, this breakfast is taking ages. I'll have two pints of ale, if you don't mind. Oh, <sighs> I'll get one from the top for you. OK, thanks very much. Hey, what's for lunch today? <sighs> Great sex. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I sound like one of the ones from the Archers. The slightly, uh, the scrubber. I'm a bit hyperventilated. The one that's a bit Geordie. Yeah, you do. What's her, what's her name? Shula. I don't know any of their names. I think her name is... I dip in and out of it. She's the one that got... Oh. Isn't she the one that got pregnant by her, like, husband's brother or something? Former Home Secretary David Blunkett, uh, who once went out with a fit woman who was much better looking than him, said the serial, which first aired in 1950, was becoming a disappearing soap as characters are killed off and exiled abroad. Meanwhile... Bro- oh. People have to leave. They can't all die. Meanwhile, broadcasting Ruth. veteran... Yeah, Ruth. Ruth. All right, all right. Ruth. Well, nah, we're talking about Ruth. Meanwhile, broadcasting veteran Dame Jenny Murray said a national scandal would ensue if three major characters leave. The central couple, David and Ruth Archer, who live and work on Brookfield Farm in Ambridge, look set to move up north with David's mother, Jill, after it was announced a new road could be built through their land. Guess what, guys? Probably isn't going to happen. Yeah, the storyline is the Archers might move out of Ambridge. Guess what? They won't. Or if they do... They'll come back sharpish. Yeah. They're the archers. It's called the archers. Yeah. Flipping you know heck. Do you know what I can hear already? Um, they'll use a telephone effect. Oh, I'm not really enjoying myself down here anymore. I'm not really enjoying myself. Can we come back to Ambridge? Yeah, OK. Sorry. You're never going to believe who's coming back. Who? It's time for the archers. Oh, isn't it a long way up north? I love the archers, although I don't know anybody, I don't know anyone's name or what's going on. I just love it, and I love the jaunty theme uh, version of the theme on a Sunday. Who are the Woolies? Sorry? Who are the Woolies? I don't know. I don't know their names. Oh, there's Aldridge's okay. and the and Bellamy. Anyway, we're talking about the Archers. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're also talking about you Britons are just too lazy. After Mail reveals sandwich. <laughs> you Britons, well, like ancient Britons, the British. 
I'm doing the front page. Sorry, the... carry on. Turn my mic off. This is what I do when you've not got... Turn my mic off. After Mail reveals sandwich firm that supplies M&S, Marks and Spencers... Not just a sandwich. ..and Tesco, Tesco's, has been forced to find staff abroad, the Hungarians tell us why you Britons are just too lazy. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a bit Hungarian, I want a sandwich. Turn my microphone off. British firms are for... No, because I want people to, to listen to the nonsense I have to put up with. I don't do this in your ear, I'm just doing it because it's like watching the telly. Ian's in Kettering. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed by um, Catherine. Oh, she annoys everyone. Catherine does, don't Ooh. worry. Yeah, Mama, um, Mama Boyle gets right, right on my nerves. Have you uh, covered the big story of today? The salutary lesson that somebody uh, found that they got home and their dog Molly had drank a bottle of Bailey's. Oh, no, I did I did see this. Go on, and you tell us about it. Well, I think you've well, told us the most, most of it, but go on. <laughs> yeah, they got home and they found the dog slumped fitting in the corner, took it to the vet. It was doing what in the corner? Sitting. Sitting, sitting in the corner. OK. Yeah. And uh, took it down to the vets and um, and then, uh, thankfully, she's all right now. But, yeah, she drank a bottle of Bailey's. So it's uh, a lesson, don't leave your spirits out on the side if you've got a dog. Um, and, another, and another drink, of course, that she might like is Johnny Walkie. Oh, you're, don't, because the son have done that. The son have done five drinks she might like, OK? Number one, it's Johnny Walkie's. <laughs> Number two, it's porno. What? But as in perno, but por- porno. Oh, right. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's not even... They really are chancing... Number three, any strong liquor. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number four is shampoodle. <laughs> Number... That's not a drink. Number five is two dogs. Ian, thank you very much for that. I've got another lesson for Ian. Yeah. Saying about lessons for dogs. Yeah. Lessons for Ian, don't annoy the producer. I've got your number. You're not coming on again. <laughs> oh, no, I like Ian. He's good. Well, Ian needs to do some serious um, groundwork. I, I can let him on, though. Uh, Kelly? Yeah? Here's another lesson for you. OK. Don't mess with me. She's just turned your mic off. You see? Wow. You are in... You, you are in... You're in bitchy form this morning. Yes. You really... Yes, I am. Because when it comes down to it... The power is mine. Right, let's write this email. Dear Radio 4, how about it? You said once I'd served my time on this load of old... uh, Rubbish? No, stronger. Uh, Drivel. Drivel. I have a proper job. Whenever you're ready, Radio 4, just give me a shout. Lots of love from Kath. Kiss. Send. Here we go. 08459 is the phone number. Gary's in London. Good morning, Gary. Morning, boss. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you very much. Good, 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 good. I'm getting paid for this. Really? Unbelievable. Still? From your licence fee. Oh, Sucker. Who do I complain to? Um, you complain to me. Send right, an email okay. to ian.lee uh, at bbc.co.uk with your complaint. I'll make sure it gets looked at. I'll get straight on to that after this call. Good lad. Kath, this week you said something really stupid about clouds. Do you want to repeat it to the podcast listener? Not stupid. Fact. Well, not fiction. Clouds Hang are on. nature's duvet. <laughs> Warmer when it's cloudy, isn't it? No, it's not. Anyway, some other plum agreed with you. Have a listen to this. 
this is some ownership being taken in a scientific manner. Uh, yeah. Catherine's partly right. In the day, the sun heats the ground and air. Kathleen, Catherine is partly right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Get ready to chew on this. I'm chewing on it, and my mouth okay. is open, anticipating chewing. Well, close it and listen. Yeah. Open your ears. Okay. In the day, the sun heats the ground and air, and when a cloud goes overhead, you can notice a drop in temperature as it blocks well, out the warm sunshine. Wait. Duh. Wait. However, at night, the ground radiates back the absorbed heat of the day. If there's no cloud at night, it's just lost to space. Cloud at night acts like a duvet analogy, traps the heat for a milder night in winter, says Amanda Cloud, physicist who's on my side. So she's saying a cloud is like a Dutch oven. Is she? You're saying that. She's saying a duvet. Okay. (laughs) Lynn's in Letchworth. Morning, Lynn. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm fine. Did you know a cloud acts like a Dutch oven? No, not at all. It keeps the keeps the heat and the moisture in. Oh, your mind of information and the fragrance. Yeah, my information, yeah. my information that he's nicking. Yeah, and I'm recycling. not. I, listen, Lynn, this this show is nothing but educational. Oh, it's one. Can you still buy Dutch ovens? A Dutch pot, yes. Okay, Lynn, what have you got for us? Uh, what do you think? I was listening in earlier, and I, there was um, um, a caller saying about. I mean, I'm all for unfortunately. Well, I say unfortunately. Uh, it's very sad about the Ebola and, and these people, but I, I am a great believer that uh, we should do more to help our own. And it was, I just thought to myself, wouldn't it be a great idea if myself, well, I'd like to get my teeth into this venture and I'd like other people to help me go along with it. Go on. Um, I'd like to contact, in fact, I'm going to contact Age UK in the next few days oh, to yeah. see what we could get together. Oh. I.e. maybe um, a concert. I mean, I live in... Come um, back to Kajagoogoo again. And um, I thought maybe Nebworth or Hatfield House. Um, I mean, obviously it's going to be a um, you know a big task, but I I right. would like to get my teeth into this, and I would like other people out there maybe to contact me or you know. Well, li- li- listen, li- when you speak to Age UK, give us a call and let us know what they say because I'm, I'd be interested to see what they say. It, I don't want to. I don't want it, to. It's a, it's a very noble idea. Nebworth is flipping massive. Yes, I know and to, that. Yeah, to I live stage, quite near there. To stage a concert at Nebworth, you probably got to book it. A year in advance. Right. It's going to take uh, eight months to sort out the acts. Yes. Six months to sort out the stage and the sound system. Then right. you've got three months to sell the tickets. I, 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 it's a very noble idea. I don't think it would be able to, to, to work this year. No, no. And who would you, who would you ask? Who, what bands well, would you get there I mean, to... Well, you just have to do your research, wouldn't you, i.e., um, you know, um, to get contacts or whatever. But there again, as you say, maybe... Obviously, you know, go small at the moment with the yeah. um, uh, you know, facts that we know, and then maybe if it is a, if it is a success, maybe it could be held, you know, um, as a, an annual or whatever thing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it would be good to get old bands to play people that are pensioners, so you could get like the Rolling Stones, yes. the Who, Rod Stewart, um, and it could be compared yeah. by um, I don't know Alan Sugar or Michael Aspel. Yeah, exactly. Lynn, listen, if you do if you do speak to Age UK, will you give us a call and let us know what they say? Yes, I will. And it's, as I say, it's something that I'd like to you know get into. And obviously, along the line, I would like obviously you okay. know help on this. Well, let's listen. Let us know how it goes. And it's certainly an idea of support. Uh, I think, by the way, if you want to uh, email um, uh, any members of the Rolling Stones, I think you go through Mick Jagger at yahoo.co.uk. I am a lover and a champion of unheard music. This, you, this really upsets you that this is in the podcast. I insist... I um, rode over you roughshod. Um, 
and uh, insisted that this bit goes in the podcast. You hate it. Still might not go in. You are, you are proper... Oh, I'll be listening. And if it's not in, I'm going to ride over you roughshod again. Although it turns out that actually it doesn't have much effect if you've not included it. Yeah. You hate this bit, don't you? Yep. Tell me why. Rubbish. <laughs> Genuinely angry. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the shags. Now, the shags, I'd read about the shags. This is only two quid, this is why I didn't mind buying it. The shags, like these three Christian girls, and they'd never heard music, but their dad bought them some instruments, right? Um, and said, I want you to become the best rock and roll band in the world in the 60s. I want you to become the best. Without rock- actually showing them what rock and roll was. Yeah. And then they just practiced in their basement for ages. And then one day he came and said, Right, we're going to go and record an album. What? We're going to record an album. This is the album they recorded, right? Um, pick a song between 1 and 12, Cass. I've not heard any of this. I've got no idea what it sounds like. Seven. Number seven is Things I Wonder. Well, let's, let's find out exactly what things the Shags wonder. <laughs> There are many things I wonder, there are many things I don't, it seems as though the things I wonder most are the things I never find out, I wonder about Justin? Mm, yeah. I was wondering, do you want to borrow my Shag CD for your show um, midday on Saturday? Listen here, son, you pipe down. You so, pipe down, sorry? OK? Last weekend, or last week even, uh, you won an award. What was it, for Best Programme Presenter that on best, BBC Local best, Radio? Best yeah? BBC Presenter, yes. Right, OK. Second, second Best Programme. So now you're just you know taking right, the mic totally or You come in this morning playing the Shags. What is that mess you're playing? It's dreadful. Hey, Justin, that is what happens when you bring your children up without music. <laughs> It's so bad. Well, listen, I've got some musical memories. Yeah, would yeah, you go play? On. For example, would you play for me We Have a Saviour on Saturday? What's your memories behind the song? Uh, I remember playing it on my show and annoying you. Yeah, you played that for me, Just? No. What? No. But you're, the, you're supposed to be the music man taking requests. Exactly, yeah, for the listeners, not you. I've got a musical memory with yeah, it. Yeah, but you're not a listener, are I you? I remember that Thursday on a yeah. cold uh, <laughs> November morn when you got really irate because I played the shags to yeah. you. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, that is so bad. It is just not true. I can't believe what I'm hearing. £2.50 that cost me. <sighs> £2.50 wasted. It's a good name for a band as well, isn't it? <laughs> you're actually properly angry. You can't even look at me and you're doing that angry sway from side to side. It's my way of um, holding in my punch. Wow, punch cast. No, I like Kath. <laughs> Hang on, but then why do you punch me every day? Because... Oh. Here's an example of my creativity in broadcasting. In fact, it's a good example of why I am a gold award-winning presenter and this show is a silver award-winning show. Is there what? Don't matter. Welcome to the mysterious world of space. A world where dreams can come true. And where probes can now land on comets! 
Yeah, a comet that um, has been been worked on for ages landed, uh, had a thing landed on it. Hang on a second, let me rephrase that. Took ten years for that probe to get to that comet. Ten though, right? years, I, I know exactly. I'm, people think I'm making fun of what is actually a very important, ser- serious scientific uh, event. Open University and Astrium scientists made history by landing a probe on a comet after a ten-year journey across the solar system. Well, Dr Simon Green is a senior lecturer in planetary sciences at the Open University. Were you excited yesterday, Simon? Simon? Uh, I think that's uh, an understatement. Um, not, not only excited, but very nervous, because this is an incredibly difficult uh, manoeuvre to pull off. Unfortunately, it didn't go down well with fake Melvin Bragg. Melvin Bragg's on the line. Good morning, Melvin. Good morning, Ian. What would I you like to been, say, sir? Well, I haven't been on for a while, because your programmes have been very good recently. <laughs> but this morning, you only come on when they're uh, rubbish. When I, ha- when I have a complaint to make. OK, Melvin, what's your complaint this today, mor- then? This morning you had that very interesting guy talking about the, the comet and the, yep. the landing on the comet yep. and you, you proceeded to ruin it by playing inane music in the background. Gosh. What was, that, what was that about? Why, as a broadcaster, what do you feel that that brought to the interview? I thought that uh, some people may have found that subject a little bit dry and that by bringing some actual space music into it, it kind of illustrated it and made it a bit more fun. Fun? Well, that's obviously your your opinion, but... uh, It made us feel like we were in space. It it, it did. That's one way of looking at it. But you you can't concentrate on what the guy's Ah. talking about when the music's gone. It's as bad as Danny Baker on a Saturday morning on Radio 5. Oh, gosh, as bad as Danny Baker. Well, Melvin... Everybody that comes on, there's music in the background. Well, it's awful when people do that, isn't it? It is. So you'd like us to stop, would you? Uh, Yeah, very good. Very good. Very, very amusing. You're such a sweet thing, sweet thing, sweet thing, but you can be so There was an interesting story on Thursday. Simon Laws from Berkhamsted, former Metropolitan Police Detective Constable, former soldier. He'd been found with some rather unpleasant uh, images and films of child abuse on his computer. The QC said that um, he, he didn't send Mr Laws to prison because of his background, because of uh, what he had done for a living and his contribution to the community and any traumatic issues that may have arisen from that. Well... I wasn't sure if that was right, so we spoke to two people. We spoke to Marilyn Hawes, the founder and chief exec of Hertfordshire-based Enough Abuse UK. But the first voice you're going to hear is someone who thinks that the judge did do the right thing. Sentencing expert Lyndon Harris. The fact that somebody has got years of public service um, is relevant. Why? Why is it relevant that he's watched... uh, Why should that lessen the punishment for someone who's got video footage of an 18-month-old baby being sexually abused? Why, why, Why should that have any correlation? Because in sentencing, the judge has to weigh up all of the factors, and that involves... But, what, but you explain the correlation to me between him being in the police and him having footage of an 18-month-old baby being, uh, uh, being uh, uh, abused. Why, what's the, what's, why should that have an effect? It has an effect because it's, it's part of a factual background. Um, if someone has got years, years and years of public service, serving in the army, serving this country, serving as, as a police officer, doing good work, then... They can get away with what they want. No, absolutely. That's plainly not what I'm saying. Well, Lyndon, well, you keep saying plainly not what you're saying, but, but, but it isn't plain to me. It's very confusing. I don't understand why someone who's been in the army and someone who's been a police officer should not be punished 
severely in the same way that anyone else would for having category A child pornography on their computer. Yes, there's no doubt that these are these are these are serious offences. These are serious images, um, and and what needs to happen is this his offending needs to stop. He's had his computer he- taken off him. He's been fined six hundred quid. It's not really... And, and, and he's subject to a suspended sentence. And, and the best way... Mm. That, that I, what I'm inferring from, from um, the judge's sentence is he's decided that the best way to stop this offending is by a suspended sentence rather than an immediate sentence because if following the guidelines, which are um, set by the Independent Sentencing Council, um, so th- th- there's no sort of collusion here or anything else... Um, the guidelines say 12, 12 months. If he goes inside for 12 months, he serves six months at the absolute most. Um, six months is no time to start any, any alcohol treatment or any uh, sex offender programme. Is, is he, he going to be getting treatment for his uh, sexual uh, proclivities? Well, I, I mean, I don't know any more than you do um, based, in, right. based in, the, in, in the news reports. But so he might not be? He might not be. It, it's, not, it's not in the news reports, but you would have thought so. I would have thought you would have gone to prison. Lyndon, stay there. Marilyn uh, Hawes um, from Enough Abuse UK. Marilyn, I'd love to get your reaction to what Lyndon's saying. I have never heard such a load of nonsense. I would love him to say, ask me right now, how much do you deal with the people of victims of this crime on a daily basis? I ask you that now. Please answer me. Well, 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 I don't, but... but I don't, no, you don't. I don't, I don't. Mar- no, you Mar- don't. Marilyn, Mar- 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 you've asked him a question. Let, let, him, let him answer. Right, then let it roll. Mar- Marilyn, Marilyn, Mar- Mar- let him respond. Go on, Lyndon. But I, I don't see how that's, that's relevant. Oh. Really, because, because what, what, what's important here is to, is to take some of the, the emotion away and look at the facts of the oh. and look, what the, well, look what's appropriate. And look what's appropriate. And look what's appropriate. Ma- Marilyn, with the situation. Marilyn, Lyndon, Lyndon thinks because he's he's uh, served in the army, he's served in the police force. He's given years of his life to public service. That it, it, it should be taken into account, and, and perhaps he should be treated I slightly differently. I have never heard so much nonsense, and it's not surprising we have an issue in this country. If you said, please, Lyndon, come and spend a day in my office and listen to the harrowing, harrowing things that are going on with children in this country, and with an attitude like that, I'm not surprised that we have the tsunami mess that we've got. Let me invite you to look and read. Go into a police office station and look at those images and you might have your eyes wide open. I've never heard such a load of PC rubbish in my life. And Marilyn, say, let, let it's, me not ask, surprised, it's not surprising we've got an issue. Marilyn, let me ask you a question. If you have two identical cases um, in one of viewing indecent images say, of this nature. Um, one defendant is an office worker. The other defendant has spent 25 years in the Marines. Are they treated exactly the same? Of course they should be treated exactly the same. You're, it, it, it's so, absolute so, nonsense. So, Your past but, history is nonsense. But, but what, so what you're saying... Well, OK, how about if you were abused as a child? Is, is, that, is that relevant? You need therapy. This man has walked free. Lyndon doesn't even know, having said what he said, he doesn't even know if this guy is going on an offender treatment. As you say, he could have gone for 12 months. He could have served six months of that time. And it is essential that people that do this, people like him, in order to stop the offending or try and... Uh, reduce the offending, they need to go on a proper offender management treatment programme, and with the cutbacks uh, in this country, that isn't Marilyn, Marilyn, Linda, uh, let, me ask you, let, let me just come in and ask a question, Linda. You, 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 let's, let's take um, your idea that, that, as read, that their, their, their public service should be taken into account. 
supposing someone who's been caught with these Class A images, Category A images on their computer, has been um, someone who served the public community for 30 years. They've worked really hard at uh, empowering people. They've worked as a primary school teacher for 30 years. Is, no. there diff- is there a difference Listen, there? Hey, Marilyn, Marilyn, let Lyndon come in. Should, there be, should, that be t- should, should they be let off differently, no, of Lyndon? No, of course they shouldn't Marilyn, be let I'm off. speaking to Lyndon. Lyndon. I'm, I'm not saying anybody should be let off. Oh, should, should, they, should they be... Should that, they're, they're, they're pastors as, as a teacher for 30 years where they've helped kids grow and nourish and become adults. Should that be taken into consideration? I think it should be taken into consideration. I, I don't think it's as strong mitigation as, say, um, 30 years in the army or, or something like that. But my point, my basic I don't point understand is... why 30 years in the army would, 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 would mean that your sentence for being a paedophile, uh, for causing, um, it, you know, the misery to thousands of people, whether it's, it's through actually acting on it or, in inverted commas, just looking at the images. I don't understand why 30 years in, in the army should have any impact on that at all. I don't, my, my, are you saying my, that if an, M, if an MP gets found out to be a paedophile, we should, go, we should treat them lightly? If, 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 if a vicar gets found out as a paedophile, we should, we should treat them differently? I don't understand the connection. Scoutmaster, I don't understand the connection. The, but these examples, vicar, scoutmaster, etc., teacher, um, usually in these sorts of cases, the individual has used their position to further their further their offending. Somebody in the army, it's it's unlikely. It's not not impossible, but it's unlikely that they've that they've done that. And what, my basic point is that the judge has to take into account all of the facts, and that involves. The, uh, the background of the individual. Now, my, my point about, about asking how about if somebody was abused as a child, um, now taking Marilyn's approach, that would be completely irrelevant. Now, I, I think... I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said there was therapy needed. You cannot undermine the power of trauma therapy. I did not say that. I deal with abused children. You don't even work with them. I deal with them every day of my life. And that is the whole point. With this attitude in society, you're causing a tsunami crisis. But what you're suggesting is that you pick and choose what background information you take into account to support your view. I'm not suggesting My... anything at all like that. I am saying the thing is child abuse. It's whichever way you look at it, whoever's done it. That is what it is. So, and by so... the way, can I just say, a paedophile is somebody who substantially actually abuses children under the age of 13. Hundreds and hundreds actually does it. Viewing them does not make you a paedophile. It makes you, a, looking at child abuse images, it makes you an online offender. You don't even understand the word of the meaning paedophile. It I, means I, actually having I didn't uh, say, intimate... I say the word paedophile. I beg your pardon? I didn't say the word paedophile. Well, you presented it. You don't even know the meaning of the word. Have a look it up. L- if, you, if you're going to give somebody a label, make sure you get that label right. L- Lyndon, Lyndon, there, there will be people scratching their heads. And you, you, you did say earlier on, let's try and get the emotion out of it. It's hard to take the emotion out of it, isn't it? Because it's such an emotional thing. There will be people thinking, well, I, and I've still not quite got it. Maybe it's me being an idiot. I don't understand why serving in the army for 30 years would mean that we have to treat someone... Differently, why, why that? I'm, would... not, I'm not saying that it allows you to, you know, it allows the defendant to to buy a, a a more lenient sentence. All I'm saying is, it's relevant background. If somebody has, okay, it's relevant years, background. Years but, but, but then, why should of... they get a different sentence to someone who hasn't served in the army? Because because it's 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 relevant to my mind. It's relevant. What is to... the relevance? Tell me. This is what I'm missing. T- t- try and explain to me what the relevance is. 
because it, it's part of their it's part of their character. If if somebody has done lots of charity work um, and and it shows that they've made a, a positive contribution back to, to society, Savile. back to Jimmy Savile. You know, it, it, he raised no, but, but it, that's, that's that's a very poor example. No, it, no, Lyndon, it's not. It's an excellent example because he raised what fifty million pounds. So, should, how many yes, kiddies but, is he allowed to touch up for fifty million quid? But, well, no, that, that's not that's not at all what I'm saying, is it? The, the, the Jimmy Savile case is, is a very very bad example of um, somebody using. Okay, I raise I raise ten million quid for charity. How many kiddies am I allowed to touch for that? What, what, what's, allowed, what, what's the scale? You're not, you're not allowed to, to commit any offences just because you've raised money for charity. But I'm allowed but to be viewed. I'm allowed to be viewed differently from someone who who hasn't spent the last thirty years raising ten million pounds. You, you, yes, you are because because you've wow. contributed to society. It, it, oh, it, for goodness sake! What a load of rubbish! Are you? Something. Are you a parent? Uh, not irrelevant. You're not a parent. Completely irrelevant. Listen to me. I am the mother of three sexually abused children. I have taught children. I would. I deal with children who are abused. If you're not a parent, you don't even understand the emotion of being in a parent. And when you find it may be your child on an abuse image, you may find yourself feeling some very different. And the fact you don't say, oh, you take the emotion out of it, that's half the problem in this country, that we don't have enough emotion. That is just my point. And if you are not a parent, you don't understand. Don't tell me and other people like me and other people who have been abused what well, it feels like. Marilyn, you need to stand a mile in some of these people's shoes Mar- and walk Marilyn, it. I, 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 I think that people can have opinions on this, whether they're a parent they can or have not. opinions, but we are talking about the protection of children. Yeah, but, but people and who don't have paramount. kids, people who don't have kids can still be protective of children. Well, though. then they need to look at it a bit more and work with the abused and see exactly what this crime does to them. Exactly what it does to them. Interestingly, Marilyn, your, your website says that grooming is the preamble to sexual abuse, not grooming in Interesting, Mar- Lyndon. If you came on the courses, you Marilyn, would actually find let- that the grooming is part of those images as well. Marilyn, let Lyndon let make his point, and we'll, we'll bring this to an end in a second. Go on, Lyndon. Well, well viewing images isn't, isn't part of grooming, if, if you look at the, the legal definition of it. So um, my, my point is, you can set these cases aside from cases where there is a, uh, a, a very real need to protect the public, because... In this case, the judge would not have sentenced um, the individual to a suspended sentence if there was a, a risk of him progressing to contact offences. Uh, and so really what the police officer needs in this case is um, to deal with his alcoholism, to deal with the PTSD, hopefully to go on a, a sex offender treatment course, um, to, to rehabilitate him, to stop him offending, because that is the most effective way of protecting people, is stopping the offending. Okay. Not locking people up for six months, letting them out, and um, dumping them out on the street, no treatment, uh, and he's back to viewing okay. images uh, again. Ian broke into a sweat this... Uh, um, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? Yeah, it is. It's, well, it's not as easy as it looks. I just totally freestyled an introduction. You, you were looking at your cue there. I wasn't, mate. Anyway, Ian broke a sweat this week. Here's why. It's not good enough, is it, Kels? No, it doesn't explain what the story is. Okay. I is... want you to be right, but you're not in okay. this. I'll, I'll do it, guys. No, that's right, I'll do it. No, I'll, I'll... This is why Silver Breakfast Show, Gold Presenter. Why don't you do a line each of the script? Ka- I'll let Catherine do it. Let's give Catherine a second um, bite at the plum. Yeah, second stroke of the banana. Just it's just it's just seaside fun. We're having a little bit of bounce here, a little bit of carry on bounce. I'm like uh, Frankie Howard in some ways. No, and um, you're like um, let's say Barbara Windsor, although you look more like Jim Dale. This week we were contacted by 
the residents of a mobile home park. I say mobile home, they don't go anywhere, apart from slightly off kilter, because the bases are crumbling away, they're having floods, their pipes are all twisted up. So what do you do? You call the landlord, don't you? Except the landlords won't do anything about it. And when they approach the landlords, they tend to get a mouthful. So what do you do? You call the council. Mm. Basically, I'll interrupt because this the is going on. This is this is longer than the, the problem has been. Catherine and I went down there to have a word. We spoke to some residents, and when we were there, one of the owners turned up. This is what happened. That went on for ages. It's a complicated story. I mean, the thing is, is when when you look at Paul, he told me the other day that the boiler um, was getting twisted. Now, if that goes and explodes, then you just don't know how many people that's going to take out, and that to me is a big health and safety issue which could cause loss of life well i haven't been in touch with three rivers because they turned around and said that sadly they could no longer help me because the owners had um owned up talking of one of the owners i think that's probably one of them we'll have a quick chase chasing after one of the owners in the car they're not going to stop excuse me we have a quick word. He's driving off. He's driving off at speed. He's pulled off. He saw me. He definitely saw me. Can we have a word? We're from BBC. Oh. He's pulled off. And he's about to pull out and he's gone. Well, didn't want to have a word, did he? I'm exhausted after chasing that car. Yeah, well, I was right behind you. Thanks, champ. Well, there's no one here that wants to talk to us. There's the notice board. Let's go and have a little look at that because I think there are some phone numbers on there, aren't there? So maybe, maybe he didn't see me uh, and he didn't hear me whistling and shouting, and maybe uh, that's why he sped off uh, when I got a little bit closer to his uh, car. So uh, the partners of Newlands Park. So let's go for Mr. Ball, shall we? You're doing a thing on the front of that, aren't you? Sorry. So they can't see your number. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good idea. One four one, thank you. See if he answers. Rent day is the fifteenth of November. Um, disconnection of your water supply. There's the uh, the, the bill for the water, six uh, six thousand two hundred pounds. This is a bill the residents tried to pay and it got given back to them. This is the Vodafone voicemail service for double seven. Should we leave a message? Yeah, go on. The tone. When you finish recording, please hang up or press the hash key for more options. Hello, Mr. Ball. This is Ian Lee from BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, we're at Newlands Park. I don't know if it was if you were the gentleman that just drove off in the white Mitsubishi. Um, perhaps you didn't see me chasing really close to your car. Perhaps you didn't hear me whistling or or shouting. Uh, you. It'd be great to have a chat with you about some of the concerns the residents have got. Um, you can send me an email if you want, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, or, or maybe we'll try and give you a call later. Thank you. Who should we try now? Colby, that was the main name, isn't it? Yeah, let's go for that. It's ringing. I think I'm going to answer. He might be driving. <laughs> I'm driving very, very fast. Listen, we're going we're to present all this evidence to, to the, the district council. What's your message to the council? You must want them to come and help. We want them to enforce their powers. They have the power to take action. 
basically it's, it, it's neglected their duties. If council will hear this, they will hear what you're saying now. What, what, what would you say to them directly? We need help. Help us. I reports any problems on the train. Samantha Breath talks about Samantha Breath BBC whoa, whoa, County's whoa, radio. Whoa! 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 Pilot. Whoa! 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 Catherine! Whoa! 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 Hang on a second. Time out. Yes. What did you just say, Samantha Bruff? I said I like to talk about sport. Oh. I mean. Say sorry to the boys and girls. I apologise. I'm sorry. Outrageous. We do actually have sport coming up, though. And so. we'll be talking about it, so yeah, in many ways, yeah, she's spot on. That's the podcast, guys. Great, wasn't it? Sponta- spontaneous round of applause. That was really, really good. Oh, 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 hey, we no, should have a podcast, John. Hell, no, we won't go. 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 Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 